بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين حبيب الله العالمين بالقاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعجل فرجهم respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته we are together with another episode of unraveling du'a al-ahad let us remind ourselves about the importance of this du'a which has narrated to us by uh, our sixth imam imam sadiq alayhi salam where he said if a person reads this du'a for 40 days consecutive after their morning prayer uh, they won't die until they see the imam and if they die before the reappearance of the imam of their time Allah will give them the opportunity to come back alive and to uh, serve him and to be part of his uh, army. We have reached to this uh, segment uh, where we read in this dua, Allahumma ja'alni min ansarihi wa'awanih wa'adhabina anih wal-musara'ina ilayh fi qada'i hawa'ijih wal-mumtathilina li'awamirih wal-muhamina anih the translation is as follows. Allah, please do make me of his supporters, his defender, his companion, his assistants, defenders, and those who hurry in carrying out his instructions, those who comply with his orders, those who uphold him, those who precede others to implementing his will and those who will be martyred before him. Ansar, companionship, supporter, defender, is a person who is willing to give everything that he has in order to support that cause that he is supporting. If we look at Ansar of Imam Hussain alayhi salam, inshallah, uh, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us to visit the shrine of Imam Hussain alayhi salam uh, this year and every year. When we enter from Bab al-Qibla uh, to the right-hand side before we get to the shrine of Imam Hussain alayhi salam is where the companions of Imam Hussain alayhi salam, they're buried. And we address them, we tell them, we tell and their ziyara, Assalamu alaykum ya Ansara Rasulullah. Assalamu alaykum ya Ansara Amir al Mu'mineen. Ansar, we address them that you are, you were, and you are the Ansar of Rasulullah, Amir al Mu'mineen, Fatima al Zahra, Imam Hassan, and Imam Hussein, even though uh, many of them they only saw Imam Hussein alayhi salam. But by uh, aiding and supporting the Imam of their time, all the previous Imams also and Ma'asumins are also are supported. So we see on the day of Ashura, the companions of Imam Hussain salam, they gave whatever they had from their life and all of their belongings to defend the Imam of their time. Defending the Imam of our time during his occultation is different than defending the Imam during his reappearance. During every era, during the time of every Imam, defending that Imam, which he is Deen, he is Quran, he is Allah's vicegerent and successor on earth. Every era has its own way of defending the Imam. 
like the way that people defended Imam Ali السلام, during his time was different than people defending Imam Hassan and Mushtaba and it was different than defending Imam Hussain being in Karbala during the 10th of Muharram and defending him physically. So right now, our responsibility that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma ja'alni min ansarih, wa Allah, please do make me of his supporter, his defender, his companions, and his assistance. Our time, during our time and our era, defending the Imam is completely different. We must know how the enemies of the Imam attack him during his occultation so we can defend him in that regard. What Imam wants from us today is completely different what Imam Hussain wanted from his companions on the day of Ashura. So we have to know how the enemies of the Imam, they're attacking him. Uh, what they are doing to Imam al-Mahdi. Is it attacking physically? Which they are not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is protecting his Khalifa on earth. So we have to know what are the enemies doing? So there are different ways to defend, aid, and assist the Imam of our time during his occultation. Let's name some of them. So we get to know our the way that we can support the Imam, aid the Imam, defend him. So when we ask Allah, Allahumma ja'alni min ansari wa awane, these responsibilities and these ways of defending the Imam, uh, they come to my mind. Remembering the Imam and praying for his health and well-being and hastening of his reappearance. That is one of the ways that we can aid the Imam. As we have mentioned in the previous episode, he has asked us through a narration that increase the amount of dua that you do for faraj and relief. So that's one of the ways we can defend the Imam. We can support him. We can aid him. And we can be one of his companions by doing dua again for his health, well-being, and for Allah to hasten his reappearance. Another way that we can assist the Imam, we can aid the Imam, we can support him, and we can defend him, is for, for us to refrain from committing sin and any act that is sin and it's forbidden, and act upon wajibat, the obligatory acts. Where do we learn this? We learn this from a hadith, a narration from the life of Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam, where he said, Aid me, aynuni, help me, assist me, bewara'in wajtihad, with piety and striving, aid me. What is piety? Piety, acting upon all the obligatory acts and refraining from all the forbidden acts. Another way that we can assist the Imam and we can aid him is getting to know him and educating ourselves and informing ourselves and other people about him. There are many, many, many misconceptions about Imam al-Mahdi, ajallahu ta'ala, faraj al-Sharif. One of them, for example, people are asking those, some, some of those people who believe in him, how can a person live this long, 1,180 plus years? Is it possible? Can a person live this long? Do we have answer for this? For those, or those Muslims who believe he has not born yet and he will born at the end of time. What is our answer to that? These are all misconceptions that are out there. So we have to make sure we know the answers throughout reading the books that we have introduced in the first episode. And you can see it in the link uh, in the caption of the first episode of this uh, podcast. Uh, 
by reading these books, we will be able to inform ourselves and other people about the misconceptions about Imam al-Mahdi. Another way we can aid, assist, and defend and be part of the companion of Imam al-Mahdi is to learn about his virtues, his merits, and information and informing others about it that people should start connecting more and more with the Imam of their time. But if they don't know his virtues, if they don't know the blessings that he has in their lives, how can they appreciate this Imam? How can they pray for this Imam? How can they wait for this Imam? Because they don't know anything about him. Again, as we have mentioned, they only know his birth certificate information, his name, his father's name, his mother's name, when he was born, when where he was born, and he's in occultation. But do we know that Imam is involved in every aspect of our life? Learning about the teachings of the Holy Quran and Ahl Bayt and acting upon it and letting our action to be guiding others, which our action is based on Quran and Ahl Bayt. By doing this, we are assisting the Imam. We are aiding the Imam. We are supporting the Imam. And other things that we can do, increasing the love of Ahl Bayt and hate toward the enemies of Ahl Bayt in our heart and the heart of other people. We must know about this. Mahabban, mawadda, tawalli, and tabarri, loving Ahl Bayt and hating their enemies. It's part of our Usul al-Din and also Furu al-Din. Well, Imama, which is the third uh, pillars uh, of our Deen, Usul al-Din, Tawheed, Adil, Nubuwa, sorry, the fourth, uh, it's about loving Imam Ali salam, loving Ahl al-Bayt salam, 14 infallibles. And we see Tabarri also hating their enemies, which we see also Tawalli and Tabarri in our Furu'ad-Din. Encouraging good and discouraging evil is also a way to aid and support the Imam of our time. When we see somebody is doing something good, we must encourage them and we must not be careless about other people. We cannot be careless about the affairs of the Muslims. We have a hadith by Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi where he states, Man asbaha wa lam yahtam bi umur al-Muslimin falaysa bi-Muslim. Anyone who wakes up in the morning and he doesn't care about the affairs of Muslims, what they are going through and the tragedies that Muslims are facing and the bare minimum he can care about them, he can think about them, he can do dua for them and whatever he can do. Well, if a person wakes up in the morning and the only thing he's thinking about or she's thinking about is about themselves, well, according to this hadith, they are not Muslim. So these are some of the ways where we can aid, support, defend the Imam and be part of his companions. The next segment was سَابِقِينَ إِلَىٰ أَرَادَتِهِ Allah make us amongst those people who precede others to implementing his will. What are his wills? Well, his will is to bring peace, tranquility, justice, bring the religion of Islam, bring the teachings of Quran, bring the teachings of Ahlul Bayt to this world. For so for me to be preceding other people in bringing those teachings into life, for me to teach other people as much as I can, learning the teachings of Ahlul Bayt and Quran and teaching it to others. And for me to be in this cycle, the teachings of the Holy Quran and the narrations of Ahlul Bayt 
those information there it's endless it's an endless ocean of information we have from quran and the narrations of al-bayt the more i learn i teach the more i learn and i teach the more i learn and i teach i will be amongst those people who precede other to implement the will of imam al-mahdi and we see this sabiqa wal musabiqa and preceding other in surah al-ma'idah chapter 5 verse 48 where allah says fastabiqu al-khayrat so strive as in a race in all virtues so when we see something good that needs someone to do it let us precede others let us hasten let us rush toward acting upon that good deeds then a series of dua still uh, comes into place allahumma an hala bayni wa baynahu al-mawt alladhi ja'altahu ala ibadika hatman maqdiya wa allah if death that you have made inevitably and certainly incumbent upon your servants stands between me and him meaning if i died before the reappearance of imam al-mahdi we're asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something what is it that we want then please do take me out of my grave using my shroud as a dress unsheathing my sword and holding my lens in my hand and responding to the call of the caller who shall announce his advent in urban areas and in desert. So that brings us to a very important aqidah, which is part of a Shia belief, which is based in the Holy Quran. The problem that we Shia face typically, the non-Shia criticize us that your belief is doesn't have any base and unfortunately many of the people they don't read the holy quran with the mindset of learning their aqidah and belief from quran and teachings of ahl bayt if a non-shia comes and says that you shia believe in raja'ah in coming back and and they say that there is no evidence in the holy quran do i have an answer so when i read this dua this dua is bringing my attention to a belief that we have, which is raj'ah. We believe that after death, there are people who will come back with Imam al-Mahdi al-Sharif. And we believe after Imam al-Mahdi al-Sharif, Imam Hussein will come back to life. After him, Imam Ali will come. After that, Imam Hassan will come. And all the Imams, one after one, will come back to life and they will rule this world, which this concept and this belief of shia again which has root in the holy quran which we will go through it uh it's all about the imams and they will come back and it needs days and days and months discussion about raja'a so let's look at quran in this belief of ours that we believe raja'a uh, will happen with the reappearance of imam al-mahdi there are two sets of verses of the holy quran which talks about uh, which talk about raj'ah number one raj'ah and return of coming back to life it has happened in the previous nations where we can and another set of verses that talk about the end of time and the raj'ah happening so let's look at 
this belief of ours, which is based in the Holy Quran, about raj'ah happening and the return of people coming back from death to life from previous nations. Chapter 2, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 243, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ خَرَجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ وَهُمْ أُلُوفٌ حَذَرَ الْمَوْتِ فَقَالَ لَهُمُ اللَّهُ مُوتُوا ثُمَّ أَحْيَاهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَذُو فَضْلٍ عَلَى النَّاسِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَشْكُرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the nation. Have you not considered those who left their homes in many thousands, fearing death? Allah said to them, die. Then he restored them to life. And Allah is full of bounty to the people, but most of the people do not show gratitude. Imam Sada salam under this verse uh, has a hadith which has been mentioned in Tafsir al-Burhan. It's a lengthy hadith. It's about a group of, it was a nation, thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Imam says, uh, this place was Sham, min Madain Sham. There were 70,000 houses and a pandemic came to them uh, and they start dying. So people start leaving uh, and they left. And some of them that they left in thousands, uh, when they left the city, uh, Allah told them to die and they died. They become like ashes, like sand. And the wind took them right and left and right and left. So they were completely uh, wiped out of the earth, basically. Uh, so some, some left over of them, a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his name was Hizqil. He came and he saw some bones are there. And he said to Allah, لَوْ شِئْتَ لَحْيَيْتَهُمُ So many years has passed from these people's death. Many years that only some bones are left. Uh, Allah, by the request of this prophet, again his name was Hizqil, he brings them back alive again. Uh, how everything start coming together and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them, uh, brought them back to life again. Another two or three verses that talks about uh, raj'ah that has happened in the previous nation. Chapter 2, verse 55 and 56. And remember, as you said, people told Prophet Musa, Oh Musa, we will never believe you until we see Allah openly. So the stunning thunderbolt took you while you were looking on. Therefore, we made you rise again even after your death, that possibly you would be thank, thanking us. So they died and Allah brought them back alive. So if it has happened in the previous nations, time of Prophet Musa, before that Prophet Hizqil and other nations, why can it happen at the end of time? So raj'ah that Shia believe, which will start with the reappearance of Muhammad Zaman, is nothing new, it's nothing only in ahadith. No, it's in ahadith and has verses of the Holy Quran. There's more talk about raj'ah, inshallah, more verses and more ahadith to talk about. So 
when I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, if death came between me and the reappearance of the Imam of my time, bring me back alive. This belief is in me that inshallah, Allah will bring me back alive. Again, more to this discussion of raj'ah, we will leave it for the next episode. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the blessing of Quran and by the blessing of Ahl bayt and by the blessing of this dua and Imam al-Mahdi ajallahu ta'ala faraj sharif to hasten the reappearance of the Imam of our time and to give us the blessing to be part of his companions, his supporter, and those who defend him with the blessing of salawat ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad wa ajjil farajahum.